dude, I was thinking about like all these like weird business ideas for people to make an extra, you know, a few thousand bucks because I think it's, I think when you do one of these like little side hustles, it kind of gets you introduced to um, entrepreneurship and making your own money and being able to like kind of understand business at the kind of the smallest, most beginning level. It's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. Put in the work, put in the hours and take what's ours. The one thing I wanted to get into the podcast for this week is I've been thinking about this a lot and I wanted to know, you know, as we're on this like journey, right? This entrepreneurial journey, you you know, you're on your own journey. I'm on my own and we're kind of going in these directions, right? And we've got goals, we've got, you know, wants and dreams and all the things that we want to accomplish in our life. But I wanted to know your driving factor. And I wanted to know if your driving factor was the same as mine. Because for whatever reason, dude, I have an enemy. I have someone that I want to prove wrong all the time. And I wanted to know, do you have someone in your life or do you, what is your driving factor? I guess is a better question. Like what, what do you think is what drives you to, to the goals that you want to achieve? I, th- I mean, there, yeah, there's multiple things, you know, you, you have, I have those lists of, of we've talked about, you know, fuck those people. Like, you know, any, any past relationships, anyone that's told you to, or told me, excuse me, specifically to be realistic uh, that you can't do that. Like I, I have those list of people, so that's part of it. Uh, I have a big drive though. I think, you know, part of it is just this, this thing of to not be average, to not be like everyone else. Like, you know, you just go and, and everyone is just doing their, their everyday thing. And that is my biggest drive is just not to be like everyone else. Like I, I so don't want to be that. So that is what really propels me to keep going, right? The people that only go to the gym a couple of days a week, the people that are only, you know, been at their same job in the same position for 15, 20 years, you know, just all these different things, all these different factors of, of just what average is. And that is really just pushes me because I do not want to be known as just average. Dude. Cause it's, it's been something that's been like, it's been, it's been weird because like, as I've been studying more people, I've noticed that these things pop up quite often and they usually have them, engulfed in their story you know somehow in their background which it's the it's kind of their driving factor it's their fucking nos it's their adrenaline it's the it's the thing that gets them through the day to keep grinding and keep trying to achieve whatever they want to achieve and i read this quote about uh marcus aurelius so marcus aurelius was the uh the Roman emperor. He was the guy, he was the leader, right? He, for, you know, of this great nation. And he would lead guys into battle and he would conquer. And he had all these like cool insights. And I've read a couple of like some of the things that he talked about, um, when he was, he was living throughout his life. And the one thing that came across that I thought was really interesting was he would keep a slave and this sounds horrible, but again, this is what, 2000 years ago, he would keep a slave that would constantly remind him every day to be average, to let up, to to not go so hard. It's okay. You can relax. You can be you can be like every other, you know, uh, you know, you know, president or diplomat or whatever. You you could just you know just be average. He would literally keep a guy that would, that his only job, and it was a slave. He was supposed to essentially try and drag him down to be absolutely what you're talking about, average. And then I started like diving into like Casey Neistat's story. And Casey Neistat is a, a very popular YouTuber. Got really famous through his like daily vlogs. Um, really is kind of my hero when it comes to like creating long form video cinematic type content. And kind of what I've you know I've been studying the most, especially now that we're doing this adventure string thing where we're traveling around the world. And he has a vice principal that told him in like the ninth grade that he would never amount to anything than someone pumping someone's gas or being an inmate at some prison. And it just, the more I, the more I study some of the greatest people in the world, I realize that they have someone in their life that is, that has, that has crossed the line and they're willing to do anything to conquer or achieve whatever goal or dream that they might have. And I just, I don't know, for me, it's weird. Cause I was, I was on one of my longer runs and I'm, I'm kind of just in my own head. I'm thinking I'm kind of jogging. I'm sucking wind. My legs hurt. My fucking right toe is killing me. I, I had like an ingrown toenail on my big toe. So that was all inflamed. And then I was compensating. So one of my other toes, like got this weird blister under the nail. So I'm going to lose that nail. 
you know, it's just a matter of days. And I'm just feeling sorry for myself. And I was like, why the fuck am I out here? Like, I'm I'm at 6,000 feet elevation. I'm running fucking uphill this entire time. What is driving me to do all these, like, crazy shit and not be average? And I realized my enemy is my mother. God, she she used to be... She used to be one of those people who would be like, oh, you're just unlucky. Like, oh, the coach is unfair. Like, oh, it's not your fault. And she would just always enable me to be absolutely, like, pretty much average. And, like, it always was someone else's fault. And I just resent her so much for all those, like, life events where I can look back and be like, what the fuck was I doing? Like, I gave up on all my dreams because I, I blamed it on someone else. And there's there's something to that. And it's some, you know, it's I have to take responsibility for some of those actions. But at the same time, when you're a little kid and you're being told, like, oh, you're way better, but, the, you know, they're going to play the coach's kid because, you know, it's the coach's kid. And it's like, well, no, maybe just be fucking better. You know what I mean? And it just, I don't know. I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to call out that kind of that demon, that skeleton in my closet where that, you know, to kind of show and prove to people that she's the one that is absolutely the negative influence in my life who I want to fucking prove wrong, like through no matter what. Yeah. I mean, and there's, and that victim mentality is, is, is what so many people have too. you know, even that when I just hear people, you know, talking any type of way like that, I mean, it's, it's, it drives me more. And and I was listening to an older podcast and we talk about, you talk about it all the time that I'll see you at Thanksgiving um, mentality. Right. And, and um, they're, you know, they're just talking about getting all that negativity out of your life. Right. Anyone that just says anything negative about you to you, just speaking negative, like, you know, just like, yo, don't say that get, get that away from me and really cutting that out of your life. Cause that, that too helps. I mean, cause you, there, there are these people that are just so negative. They have that victim mindset and they're just talking about it all the time. Like, what was me? Oh, here, here he goes again. Oh, this is me. You know? And like they, and you're just, they're manifesting it, right? They're, they are talking it and it's just going to keep rolling for them because they just, you know, they think about that. And I think, I mean, that, that's, it's a good driving factor, right? To, to prove, you know, that, like I said, it's, it's no, it's just, just be better. Don't complain. Just be better. Do better. Um, you are in control of your outcomes. You know, it's not, it's not someone else. It's not, you know, these people, there's no, there's no group of people that are after you, you know, that, that are these imaginary people that they're, they're the ones keeping me down. No, it's, it's you and your mindset. Um, and you, you know, you choose how you're going to go about things and what the outcomes will be. Well, and there's a story that I heard and it's not my story. It's, I, I can't remember who the source was, but it was, it was this young kid who was obsessed with becoming the greatest general in the world. He would study and he would train and he, he wanted to, he, this was was like his dream and passion. And for whatever reason, like every time a recruiter came knocking on his door, he'd be like, ah, I I don't think it's the right time. Ah, I've got a wife now. Ah, I got, you know, I got a house payment and ah, I want to, you know, just give me a, give me a few years and I'll be in the right place to become this great general. And he ends up going through his life and he ends up dying and he gets up to heaven and he's sitting there and he's like, why didn't I become the greatest general? And he asked God and he goes, God, like, why? Like, I felt like I, I, I did everything I, I was supposed to do. And I just, you know, I, I never became this great general. And so who was the greatest general? And God looks at him and goes, you were. And there, and he's like, well, I wasn't a general. And he goes, well, you were going to be, you dipshit. We sent 15 recruiters to your house over and over and over again, and it you never committed. You never gave yourself an opportunity to become the greatest general. You were going to be the greatest general. It was written down in history, and you changed the outcome. And the guy's sitting there like, holy shit. Like, I, you know, I, I just blew my life away because I was, I was not confident enough, you know, to take the risk or take the action. Oh yeah, I mean it, it's, uh, and and I've been listening to a lot of Alex Mosey. And he was he was even talking about something similar about that, you know, just just basically, you know, of of pushing yourself to do things because you know, no, you know, when, when you get older and, and you're looking back and are, you're not going to regret, you know, doing you know having stories about things you did right, like about starting a business or or doing these things instead of just saying, ah, oh, it's not the good time, it's not the right time, you know, 
being average, you know, you're going to regret that of not doing stuff. Um, and, and it's, and we don't look, and sometimes we don't see that those are opportunities, right? Like, you know, it's, it's, there's a sign, there's a thing, Hey, you're supposed to do this. This is an opportunity. You got to take it. We just, we, we think that we need to do more. We need to do more research. We need to get in better shape. We need whatever we're trying to do that we can't do the thing that's, you know, that we want to do. We come up with these excuses, these reasons, and because we are, we're the best salespeople to ourselves, whether it's to do something or not to do something. And we, we definitely hold ourselves back a lot um, when the opportunities are there. We're our best salesperson. We sure shit are. Oh my gosh. We're the, we're the worst salesperson to ourselves. Oh, I can convince myself not to do anything. It, and it, dude, it was, it was funny. I was, I was bitching and moaning about my toes. And if you've ever had toe problems, like it's, and you're going to go spend, you know, I, I just, I'm an idiot, by the way. I, I have a, I have a 12, I had a 12 mile uh, run scheduled. And I get to about four or five miles and my foot is feeling pretty good because it's gone numb, right? It's, I've just, I've just literally ran five miles and I'm like, I'm getting to five miles and I'm like halfway through five miles. Like, oh, you know what? 12 is kind of a bitch number. Like, why the fuck would I run 12 miles? Like I could just run a half marathon. Like, that's not bad. Let's just do a half marathon. And dude, at the end of it, I, I was, I was selling myself the wrong fucking dream about mile 12 i was like cursing myself i go this is the stupidest shit ever it's funny because like you don't like sometimes when you're feeling good and you feel like taking that risk or taking that action or willing to like go out and like you know maybe accomplish something cool and you're kind of in the midst of in the middle of the journey and i think the best time to make those decisions is it was when you're feeling the best um and don't wait too long and and i'm and i'm and that's pretty much a metaphor that's a realistic event that happened in my life last Saturday, but a realistic situation is like, don't wait until you're fucking 75 to go hike the mountain that you've always dreamed about hiking. Just fucking do it now and figure it out. Take a week vacation, go do it. Oh, definitely. For sure. And, uh, yeah. And I've had my own toe problems back a long time ago. He's always getting grown toenails. I don't know. It's the worst thing in the world. Oh my God. Yeah. Just all the time. But but yeah, it, it's it. It is right. Figuring out like whatever that thing is that you want to do, um, and just try to not have the excuses. Like I, I'm the worst. Like I, I, I went on vacation finally uh, I, twice this year. But you know, prior to that, like I, I'm the worst and went to Disneyland, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. And I, for whatever reason, it's always just been hard for me, right? Like I'm always like, oh, I'm not doing this. I'm I'm, I'm at Disneyland. I'm not should be working, should be doing other stuff. And, and, but to finally go and just enjoy that and do that for that time and take that time out, even though I was, you know, still making sure I did my other things. Um, it, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta do stuff, you know, whether it's enjoyable, fun, whether it's something you want to accomplish, sometimes you just gotta do it and, and make it happen. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's good. It's enjoyable. Uh, yeah. Just don't make well, excuses. You, you get to like, in, during those good times, dude, like I make some of the best decisions in my life. It's it's weird, but it's when you're when you're kind of on that high, like you you kind of have a clearer picture. You know, you're kind of above all the nonsense, the day to day bullshit that you got to go to. I mean, it's it's fun to kind of like be in a situation, and 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 I think it's one of those things that if you really want to accomplish something really cool in your life, I'm not saying go spend two weeks on some remote island and fucking drink Mai Tais every day. Because if you're an entrepreneur, if you're an action taker, if you're someone willing to get up off the couch and go do something about your life, that vacation, it could really only last about three days until you go, fuck, I need to start a business or I need to start working out or I need to do something cool with my life. But I think, you know, two, three, four, five days, you know, you kind of take a break and be able to reflect and rethink and, and be able to analyze and kind of plan out. And you, you build like it, you build like a cool, like cool fucking momentum. You get a kind of a runway to like launch whatever that you're, you know, you're chasing down next, which I think is, I think is needed. I think people should do it fucking four times a year. I think it's one of those things that you should put on your calendar a year in advance and just be like, all right, this week I'm fucking doing this. You know what I mean? Whatever that dream is, whatever that goal is. And, uh, cause it really propels you to do some really cool shit. Oh, definitely. It, and it's, it, 
you yeah i guess it's just taking you out of where where you are right whether it's something that is challenging so taking you out of your comfort zone whether it's like hey i'm gonna run this mar- marathon run a half marathon or like i said i'm gonna go on this hike that's you know i don't know freaking at uh yosemite i'm gonna go hike half dome or you know there, there's all these different things you know and and instead of putting them off and, and doing them and taking yourself out of the comfort zone that's where you like you said you really grow you can really realize like okay what else do i want to do uh, challenging yourself it, it i think the big thing is just getting uncomfortable in, in doing these things that you know you keep putting off you know we all do it we all try not to do it but it's just something that we naturally do you know so hey do this do that uh people invite you to things and you're like eh, no nah, it's all right i don't i'm not ready to run that uh, marathon yet I gotta, I gotta build up to it instead of just saying okay i'm gonna do it i can walk it i can jog it i can run it you know what there's all these different things it's just a matter of accomplishing it and doing it well, I can promise you, you can train for a marathon in six weeks. I did. Okay. You're not going to have the fastest time. You are going to lose some toenails. Okay. I can promise you that. <laughs> it, but I wanted, I wanted to bring something up with you, Nate, because it's been bothering me ever since that happened. Daylight savings time. What the hell is this shit, dude? It's five. It was like five o'clock. It's dark. I went for a run in the dark and got scared. I do. I was scared out of my mind. I'm in. I'm in Arizona, who don't who doesn't honor daylight savings time for some reason. But I'm out on a run and I leave at like four thirty. I'm like, oh, I got plenty of time, you know. And I'm, I'm, and sure enough, I look at my clock at five o'clock. I'm like, holy shit, it's dark as fuck out here. I'm getting scared by squirrels and fucking ants and rats. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing out here? And normally this would be like the perfect time to run. You know, the sun sets at like seven seven thirty what the hell's up with this daylight savings time? And I know it has something to do with the seasons and the fucking, you know, earth rotation and all that bullshit, but dude, it's driving me crazy. Yeah. I, and, and I don't, it, it's funny. We talk every, every year, you know, we, we, we get on this, uh, we, we talk about it and I just mean as a society and, you know, we're always battling it and it's for whatever reason though, it does seem like this year when it happened, like usually we would, I feel like it would, okay, it's six o'clock and then it would gradually get dark at five, right? It started to get dark at six. We do it. And then, but yeah, this year, for whatever reason, as soon as we did it, it's like, boom, five o'clock. It is just dark. Uh, it, it's weird. But, and so, so many people on social media have been talking about it. I, I don't know. Like I said, it's just one of those things. It, it always comes, we forget about it. It comes up every year. We talk about it. But yeah, it is, it's, uh, it was annoying because it's, you know, as I think first done for farming purposes, you know, back in the day when we didn't have the technology and for, you know, uh, for, for that, but now it's, it's, you know, why do we still need to do it? We have technology. We don't need to set the clocks forward or back or just, just pick one, one or the other. And let's just stick to it. Cause dude, it's, I mean, when I say it's dark, dude, it Arizona, I didn't dude, I didn't realize how big of a desert it was. Oh my God. I thought Texas was a big desert. We're driving across here, and I'm like, I didn't know there were so many stars. I, I didn't think I, I didn't realize I lived in Atlanta so long. I was like, holy moly! I my son's like, what are those dots? I'm like, those are stars, buddy. Like, holy shit, this is kind of cool. I mean, that's good. You know, uh, how is Arizona? I mean, did you guys just get there today, or, or you've been there for a few days? Uh, we we've been here been here two days. We we left um, we left New Mexico yesterday. And we went to, and the day before that, we went to, um, there's a mountain in New Mexico that's 10,000 feet or 10,030 feet um, up in the air. And there's a tram ride that, which we took, which was really cool. My son absolutely loved it. I, I described it as like the heavenly um, tram ride, you know, from South Lake, in South Lake Tahoe that you can take the heavenly tram ride and it goes all the way to the top of the mountain. Yeah. It's exactly like that, except way fucking bigger. And there's no lake. <laughs> there's just giant cliffs everywhere and i i highly recommend it so we we did that uh, a couple days ago and then we drove into arizona um staying at a primitive campsite which was terrifying because it was off the side of the freeway and then we rolled into um the uh the petrified forest the national forest or the national parks um petrified forest which was really fucking cool really educational the the point like where arizona sat like 220 million years ago was at the same point as where Costa Rica was, which, you know, 220 million years ago, you can imagine where Costa Rica is, which is in Central America near the equator. 
it's just fucking dense forest and swampy humidity, hot as shit. So there was like alligators and big trees and swamps everywhere 220 million years ago. And now we're sitting here in a fucking desert surrounded by petrified wood, which is hundreds of millions of years old, which is pretty, pretty remarkable. It's like, it's one of those, like, it's one of those parks that I thought was going to be like a 10, 15 minute, like, oh, this is cool. Look at this. Look at this wood. It's really old. But no, dude, like the mountains, like the different colors and textures. Dude, we saw like red mountains uh, today, like just built in the into the desert. And then we drove like another 10 minutes and then everything was fucking blue, which was crazy, like turquoise blue. And it's just these, it's a really cool thing. Like it's, it's not as cool as Death Valley, but it's, it's probably the second coolest place when it comes to like the desert for me. It's been, uh, it's been really remarkable. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, one thing that, you know, I did do, do more is drive around and travel uh, uh, the United States. I, I think that that's one thing, you know, to, going about your story and, and doing this. was like one thing I was like, man, there are so many cool places that we have here at home to to go see, to go, you know. And, and like you said, man, it's the, the it's where things used to be and it's moved, you know, over hundreds of millions of years. It's just, you know, it's crazy. And so, you know, being able to just see that stuff, I, I can only imagine how, how cool it is. I, I love history, so I'm like, I get all kind of excited when there's any type of history stuff, you know, for whether it's more recent to, to, to that. So it's, it's, uh, dude, as we've traveled kind of in that like lower middle section of the United States and we've hit a lot of deserts. I mean, the last, I mean, Louisiana was the last like fucking pine tree I saw. And I just, uh, I, I didn't really realize, I mean, I've done this trip a couple times and I didn't really realize some of the cool places that are here in the United States. Like the beginning of the year, I was so hell bent on going to Southeast Asia and seeing that part of the world. And I kind of like, I kind of took the United States for granted, which is crazy. Like we're driving around in a, you know, 200 square foot house and I'm, we're meeting people who aren't from here, dude. I'm seeing people from all over the world coming to see some of these anomalies that are happening. It's not just, you know, the United States is one of those places that it gets all four seasons and it's got all kinds of natural beauties that the rest of the world really doesn't have. I mean, if you go to, you know, if you go to Southeast Asia, like you're going to get the ocean and some volcanoes and that's in fucking rainforest shit. You know, like you go to Mexico and you're like in a desert next to a nice beach, you know, like there's some really like, and again, I've been to Europe, I've been to Asia, I've been to Africa or South America yet, but there's some there's a, some legit places here in the United States that I I highly recommend. It's it's really I hate to say it magical, but it is actually magical. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, yeah, it's just I mean, the Grand Canyon alone, right, is one another thing that's in freaking Arizona that that has just taken shape over hundreds of millions of years, and and uh, just from pictures, you know, it's just fucking. It's awesome. So, have you never been to the Grand Canyon? I have not. I, I haven't either. Yet. It. My wife and I were talking. About it. I'm like, "Have you been?" She's like, "No, I flew over it once." And I'm like, "Yeah, me too." But it, dude, it, we're we're looking at a route, and we're like, "Oh shit, we're gonna be like, we're gonna be like, we're like three hours away from it. We might as well drive up there and look at it." Like, we kind of, you know, two or three days to spend up next to the Grand Canyon. It's, it's some. I mean, yeah. I mean, shit. So I think we're gonna end up going there probably in the next five or six days. That's awesome, and, and like I say, it, there is so much stuff that we have here that that other places don't have. Um, that, you know, just limited, and we we do we take it for granted uh, that we have all this stuff in our backyard. Or, you know, even where we are in California, I mean, we close to the ocean, close to freaking South Lake Tahoe. The snow. I mean, there there's there is four seasons. There's all these places that you can go and hike and travel and go to that are even close, or, or no matter where you live. Um, that a lot of people just don't ever do. They, they just, they're in their bubble. You want know, to talk about being average, you know, right, they're just going to work every day, take their couple of days off, you know, they get their vacation and, and just stay home, but not go and see these, these great places that we have so close uh, here in our, our own backyard. Dude, if you've got, if you've got an RV, it is literally one of the least expensive, like the most expensive thing is fuel. I can promise you, like if it's, it's crazy. Like right now we're staying in, we're just right outside the park, so we're on the south end of it. And uh, dude, there's just this like, there's just like this. I don't. I think a museum. I don't know what it is. It's a gravel parking lot with teepees and petrified wood everywhere, and it's free camping. 
and it's like you know it's relatively flat and it's you know we we spent five hours today in the park you know driving 28 miles which um was so cool I, I didn't realize like especially if you've got like somewhat of a contained you know living thing a van fucking travel trailer pop-up trailer whatever it is um dude you can do it for so cheap Oh yeah, it, it, well, it's a, unfortunately not. The gas is crazy, but um, you know, you've been parts of the U.S. where the gas is probably a lot cheaper, and you're you're heading to the more expensive uh, areas of, of traveling. But uh, dude, yeah, in, te- I mean, in it, Texas, I spent it was two dollars and sixty cents a gallon for regular geez. gas. Oh my gosh, <laughs> crazy, right? <laughs> I was it's been freaking years, like a long time since it's ever been that here in California, like. Darn. I can't even think of when the last time it's been that cheap. Um, but, you know, that's what's uh, the cost of living in our great state. This is the way it goes. It, we're, we're not, we're, you know, we're, we're in Arizona, so we're that much closer to California. And I am, we're getting about eight miles to the gallon right now, Nate, okay? And I, about 200 miles of a, a drive is as far as we can get on one ticket gas. So I am Jeez. not looking forward to, uh, to getting to California just because of the fuel prices. But, it, and all in all, it's it's something you know you deal with for a little bit, and once you get out of the state, it's 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 relatively inexpensive. Um, I will say, dude, like if you don't have a loves card or whatever, dude, I got a loves card. It's freaking cheap as shit now. Like I, I pull into these truck stop looking things. I could take a shower. I haven't done that yet, but you know, it's uh, you know, you live with the rest of the truckers in the world. I drive like a trucker right now. I'm doing you know 15 miles an hour below the speed limit. And, uh, you know, pissing off the entire world. Dude, people are honking at me. Oh, my God. People are trying to pass me all the time. It's crazy. But it's uh, it's it's good to just kind of cruise and, and and not not do 95 miles an hour trying to get everywhere I want to go. I will say, like I said, when, when I went to Disney and did a, did a road trip, and uh, there are a lot of truck stops, and it's oh, they're just convenient. It, you got tons of bathrooms. Got all the freaking food and snacks you can uh, need, and they're open twenty four hours. It's, it, they really help when, when you're traveling. That's for sure. So what's uh? I mean, it's I mean we're we're getting into that season, Nate. Dude, it's getting it's getting darker. We're got some holidays coming up. Like, is there anything that you can advise coming into these holidays to prepare yourself for twenty twenty four? Is there anything that you might suggest for the people listening? that you know could could help them get through the uh the the holidays to say the least uh i I mean it's it's going to be tough to stay disciplined you know to stay on your uh whatever it is that you want to do if you're finishing the year or if you're in this i think we talked about last episode too i mean take this time to get ahead on your goals whatever it is that you want to start doing start doing them now uh start planning start implementing if you're going to be doing things and and get going on now it doesn't hurt to start it early. You don't have to wait till the first of the year. Um, on the holidays, yeah, I mean, just if you're if you're like me, not eating desserts, uh, you know, just find alternatives, sweet things to eat, and uh, <laughs> try and stick to it. Oh my gosh, I was thinking about the day. I was like, oh my, you know, what am I going to? I'm thinking, of what am I going to do with the first of the year? Am I going to keep on this no cookies, no ice cream, no donuts kick for 2024, or am I going to finally have something? I don't know. Dude, it's uh, my only advice is this: intermittent fasting. Okay, if you struggle with the holidays, okay, give yourself a window where you can eat, and that's it. Once the window's over, switch back to coffee and water, and that's it. Cause it, you'll gain four hundred pounds in the holidays. All these sweets and stuff, like it's already happening. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's it's all of the stores. You got the cookies. You got everything. They're, they're ramping up for Thanksgiving already, and then and then yeah, the Christmas stuff. So it's uh. It is. It's it's a challenge, you know. You, you got to stay disciplined um, and and really just know, hey, this and, and focus on what you're trying to accomplish, and, and not let uh, not let it get the best of you. I so like my like my biggest thing is not only when I was intermittent fasting, I was trying to lose weight. So right now, I'm eating pretty much whatever I want, just because I'm I'm running so much that I, you know, like on Saturday, I burned like eighteen hundred calories. In fucking like two and a half hours, my wife comes back and she's like, "How much did you consume?" And I'm like, "Today, I'm like yeah, like 300 calories." She's like, "Holy shit! Like you're you're burning way too many calories." I'm like, ah, you know, I'll figure it out. But um, one of the things that's gotten me through like the holidays specifically is setting like a physical goal at the end of the year 
to essentially eliminate like the binging. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you get around the holidays and you're like, I can't stand these people. Like I promised them I'd only see them on Thanksgiving because I listened to this podcast with JC and Nate and they keep telling, you know, get the negative influences out of your life and you'll see them on Thanksgiving. Sure enough, it's Thanksgiving. Now I'm going to get hammered drunk because I can't stand these people. The physical goal is, is what, at least for me, keeps me like on track. Like, Hey, I got to run tomorrow. Like, you know, I, I can't get out of, I can't get out of hand. Well, the, the binging is one of the, I mean, I, I do it sometimes even now, but that, that is definitely me. You, you like sit there and you're like, Hey, three hours, whatever. And you just, you do, you consume so much food in such a short window of time. And it's usually it's constant, right? Cause there's, there's appetizers, there's, you know, okay, the actual meal, there's desserts and you're just sitting there. And then that's why you just freaking eat all that food and you pass out. Cause you just had so many calories you just consumed in one short period of time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the binging is hard to, to definitely not do too much of it. I'm, uh, but I'm getting, I'm getting excited. My, my wife and I are talking about, you know, what size Christmas tree we're going to be putting in the trailer. And I was like, what, where the hell are we going to put a tree? We're going to put a live tree in our, in our house now? Like this, this thing is going to burn down and then we're going to burn down with it. I'm teaching my four year old how to use a fire extinguisher already. Like, I think this is too early. Um, can we get a plastic one? What are we doing? Oh yeah, uh, I mean yeah, I guess I do have tiny uh, real trees, but I, I'd say I'd, I'd probably go the plastic route. It's a little bit easier, a little bit safer, like you're saying. We gotta probably move it around a lot. It's not gonna make a mess. You know, gotta <laughs> move it around and, and uh, just sit on the kitchen table right there. You know, just a little. Our our Christmas tree is gonna be a pine cone. <laughs> That's what it's gonna be. Well, Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Just, just, <laughs> yeah. Just, just find a new stick on the side of the road. It, uh, we, uh, so I want another question that came up. My, my wife and I were talking. So our son's birthday is in, in December. And, uh, er, dude, my family are like, oh, what does he want? And I'm like, nothing. They're like, well, we had to get him something. So what is your opinion? Like, what, what do you think about like the gift thing? Because at least when I, when I was growing up, it was always like, it was always a numbers game. Like it was like how many presents you got. And when I look back, I'm like, I didn't really give, I only gave a shit about like two things. You know what I mean? Like every year I got a bike, like that was huge because I like had independence and I could like leave, you know? And like, other than that, like maybe a new pair of shoes, maybe a jacket or something. But these people are like, Oh, what is he into? Like, is he into transformers? And I'm like, Oh my God, you're going to ship them. You're going to ship to us a bunch of crap that he's going to want to play with. And then in five days, he's not going to care. He's going to be outside playing in the dirt, you know, trying to find dinosaur bones. Like, what? what is your suggestion? What, what do I tell my family? Uh, that's a good, you know, because, yeah, you guys are living on space, right? Like, I, But I, I'm, a, I'm the same believer, too. Like, I, you can only get kids so many toys. You can only get so much stuff. Like, And it's the same thing it is. It's always a, they'll play for, the, for that first week, and then they're like, ah. So it's just like, you know, what – I don't know. I mean, just send them money, you know, so we can do what you guys are going to do experiences. Like, you know, because it, it, it is like, especially, especially for you guys, like I said, you're just moving on that space. But even when you're not, I still, it's the same thing. You know, you get all these toys and it's just, you, I feel bad because I'm like, I know they're not going to play with them for that long. And um, I, yeah, I've been more recently just getting the bigger things, like one or two, like big things or more expensive things to, to, it's not about the quantity, you know, what's the quality gift that, that you can get them because it is, I mean, there's just so much stuff. Everything is just stuff. Yeah. Stuff everywhere. And you're trying to get rid of it and trying to just, you know, it's garage settlement and all this stuff eventually because it's just too much. Well, it, my brother brought up something. He's like, Oh, what do you think about this? Like iPod thing for your kid? It like has like books. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, it's an audio player. And I'm like, you mean a cassette tape? What are you doing? Like, just give him a cassette tape or just not get him anything. Like, what do you do? Like, don't spend $90 on a freaking podcast thing that looks like an iPod from 2001. What are we doing? And he's like, well, I thought it was, like, really good for the car. I'm like, dude, we have a radio. Like, what? I've got YouTube. I already paid for the no ad subscription. He can listen to whatever book he wants. And it was just like they were so, especially my brother because he likes buying stuff. And he was like, well, I, I just want to get him something. And I'm like, dude, just just see him when you see him. Like, oh, my God. Like, just, like, hang out with him. I don't know. He doesn't really care. Like, my my grandma is the best. She 
she a regifts stuff. <laughs> so like old toys that we don't, you know, when I played with and my cousins played with, she just wraps them up and gives them to my kid. Like, oh, I got you a transformer. Like, Grammy, you got me that transformer. I just left it at your house. What are we doing here? And she's like, well, I went, to, I went to the thrift store and I found him this North Face jacket. And I'm like, that's amazing. Like, holy shit. You know how much that crap is at REI? And she's like, I know. It's a good find. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you are from the Great Depression. Like, what are we doing? Like, this is like, I don't know what it is, but like, I think it, like, I think there's a path there, like, to repurpose stuff. It might, because my kid loves it, and I, I'm, I'm sure a 15 year old kid, you know, or 12 year old kid is not going to want to repurpose, you know, transformer from 1992. But, you know, I just thought it was a great idea. I mean, I will say that there's still value to it. Uh, uh, flipping is still a thing. Gary V would be proud. <laughs> you know, he would be like, he, I could probably want to try and sell that, you know, instead, and <laughs> instead of repurposing it as a gift. But, um, I mean, that's the whole thing too. I mean, going in hunting, find, finding those things at thrift stores, and oh, dude, this is worth fifty bucks. I just paid five bucks for it. We sell on eBay. So uh, you know, hey, maybe your grandma's onto something. Dude, I, I don't know how I follow on this like this flipper guy. He's in he's in Goodwill and he's finding all these shoes, and I'm like, God, I want to be a shoe flipper so bad. Like, it's, I just don't have any time. It uh. But uh, I just thought, I was like, oh, my God, this is a great way to make freaking a few thousand bucks a month. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if you know, you, it, of course, it takes time. You got to list it, take pictures of it, put it on eBay, and, and all, then you got to ship it out and make sure. But, I mean, yeah, if you can be efficient at it and, and have the storage space to, to get everything and, and make it look nice, I mean, yeah, you can definitely make some money doing it. So if someone needs to make some extra cash here in the next couple of weeks to, uh, to make their Christmas better, what, any suggestions besides shoe flipping? <laughs> you, know, you know what like you would be surprised i would just get on like uh the next door app or even facebook like people need help and and like moving stuff like there there is money to be made like helping people move or or, or odd jobs like that like uh they're you know they're hanging stuff up or whatever putting furniture together like, there is still money to be made on on odd jobs like that especially before the holidays. So that's my, you know, my suggestion get on one of those apps, look for people that need help and they're willing to pay good money to, to help them out. Dude, right now I would say if you needed like an extra, like 3000 bucks, I would, li- I would literally make a, I would make a Facebook post on Facebook marketplace and just, it would just be really easy and just be like, I'll put up your Christmas lights for a hundred bucks. Cause you know how much of a pain in the ass to put up Christmas lights, but you know, how easy to, you can do it at night. Cause there's, you know, it's, Christmas lights and you could do it after work. Oh my God. It'd be so easy. I mean, you got to get on the ladder and I'm terrified of that, but you could easily make, a f- I could, I guarantee you could make, if you wanted to be really like a real professional, you could probably make 20, 30, $40,000. But I'm saying like, if you needed 3000 bucks, dude, I would hang up people's Christmas lights, do it for like two weeks and then up some and be like, Hey, I can come back, you know, after January 1st and I can take them down, put them back in your box and you, I can put them back up next year and charge them, give them, give them a little upsell. You know, I was thinking about that. I'm like, good God, if I, you know, if I needed a few thousand bucks, like I would do that immediately. For sure. Like you said, as long as you're not afraid of getting on the ladder. Yeah. It's, there's plenty of people that need that done. Uh, and people that, that normally probably wouldn't even have it, but it's like, Oh, I could pay you to do it. And then I can have them, you know, they, it's, it's a big, big market for it, dude. And then as soon as, as soon as one neighbor sees you're doing it, they're going to want you to do the same thing because they're going to want to keep up with the Joneses, especially in these, these uh, you know, middle-class neighborhoods. You, you know how they like to compete with each other. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's definitely, yeah. Get, get your number on the card and uh, start passing them out. What else? What else could you do? What? Any other ideas you got? I mean, of course, you know, if you live in a place where there's snow, I mean, there's always that, that type of thing. People, you know, they don't like shoveling snow, I guess. They're... Um, man, flipping stuff, you know, you go go start hitting up your local uh, thrift stores and find some stuff to. And it's not even that. Sometimes people will give away some good stuff for free, right? Like there's there's seen so many uh, podcast and that a few podcasts where you know people used to do that, like pick up free couches and they go sell them and, and flipping couches or flipping all furniture because people will give give some good stuff away for free and then. You just sell it for fifty bucks, and all it took is you to go down, pick it up, and, and then resell it. So I've always had. So my next idea is this, and I need your opinion. 
I need you to, so it, it takes a small investment. Okay. All you got to do is rent a Santa Claus costume. Okay. It's probably on sale right now because after Halloween, but you go buy, you, you probably buy one. Okay. Buy a halfway decent one. Don't, don't look like generic Santa Claus, but dress up like Santa Claus and put a Facebook ad. I'm telling you and get people to FaceTime you. I think, dude, I think you could charge 30 bucks for a five minute phone call with a kid. And this sounds creepy, but with a parent's, you know, supervision of just talking to Santa Claus and being like, Hey, you know, kid, what, what do you want for Christmas this year? And the parents listening in and boom, you got it. You get a five minute phone call for 30 bucks and the kid gets to talk to Santa. Dude, you're coming up with some, some fire ideas right now. That's a good one, man. I was surprised that wasn't big during COVID, right? Like, shit, people could have really capitalized then. I'm just saying, I mean, like, you could, you know, especially if, especially if you speak a different language, you know, uh, you know, Feliz Navidad. I don't, I, I don't speak Spanish, but, you know, I think, I think there's a market there for it. Well, for sure. For sure. I mean, that, that's the great thing about capitalism and <laughs> there's a market for everything. As long as you're willing to do something, I mean, there, there's, there's markets for all kinds of different things. So it's just a matter of doing it and putting yourself out there and, and, and marketing it. Dude, I was thinking about like all these like weird business ideas for people to make an extra, you know, a few thousand bucks because I think it's, I think when you do one of these like little side hustles, it kind of gets you introduced to um, entrepreneurship and making your own money and being able to like kind of understand business at the kind of the smallest, most beginning level. I think it's, I, I don't know. I think it's really good for people. Another, another idea. Okay. You know, one thing I suck at more than anything and everyone knows when I gift them something that I wrap, it looks like a three-year-old got, you know, let loose with the glue and the fucking scissors and the tape. Okay. I'm, I'm busting out duct tape because I run out of the regular scotch tape. If you can wrap gifts and you could do it relatively good, I think you just pick up people's presents and freaking wrap them and have them pay for the supplies in your time. I, again, I think you can make another couple thousand bucks. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, that's definitely – it used to be big at stores. I don't know if it's if they do it anymore. But, you know, the Macy's and the JCPenney's of the world, you know, they used to wrap your gifts after you buy them. And, and uh, but yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely a market for that too because I'm the same way. I can't wrap for shit. I, I like to think I'm doing a decent job. But then when you're, when you're done, you look at it like, God damn, what's going on? Dude, next idea for I don't know why I've got so many of these ideas, but Christmas photos. Okay, my wife and I suck at this. We or she's good at it, I suck at it. Christmas cards, right? Just be able to do a little advertising and say, "Hey, in the next 2 weeks, I'm doing Christmas pictures, okay, on a Saturday at this park, you know, with with some decorations or whatever, and you get to do these and you take the pictures, right? And now this is the key. Okay, everyone everyone throws out like, "Oh, you got to get a nice camera." Bullshit. Okay. You go to the thrift store, you buy a really old shitty, not shitty. You buy a really old camera. Okay. That looks like a really professional camera. Then when you show up to the photo shoot, okay, you just whip out your iPhone because that's going to be way better than anything you actually have. And you're not good enough to, you know, you know, to actually use a big fancy camera and you just take it with that. And then you edit it down on Canva, which is free. And you email them the freaking, the, the, uh, the principles, and you just charge yeah. them like an hourly rate. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, not a bad idea either. I think you got to come up with a PDF, you know, holiday jobs that you can start or something. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, this is PDF, this is PDF worthy. This uh, is dude, I, worthy. I'm just saying, like, I I think there's money to be made this year, and I think another cool idea is so my wife wants to introduce Elf on the Shelf to my kid. And I didn't really know anything about it. I, I mean, I've been—I know it's been around for some time, and I've always heard of like people doing weird shit with the elf, like you know, making them crap, you know, Hershey Kisses or something. And you hide them around the house, and I'm like, well, okay, like we, we live in a trailer, like where the hell we're gonna put it in like four spots? Like what, what are we doing? But I think there's another business idea where someone could change Elf on the Shelf and just have like a like a updated version of that, you know, whatever it is, it could be reindeer, you know, reindeer in the hall or, you know, uh, Santa sleigh or something, something holiday that, that you could kind of like conquer and sell. I mean, all you got to do is make a couple dolls or I don't, I, I have no clue, but it's, uh, that would be another idea. Sure. 
I mean, yeah, I've never uh, done that. I know it's a big thing. Uh, I've seen pictures and people do, you know, go, my sister's been real into it for, with my niece, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's a fascinating idea. The, uh, the elf on the shelf. All right. Another idea. Okay. The mobile snowball fight. Okay. This is what you do. I don't know how you make snowballs, but you get a snow machine, right? Okay. Rent one. Probably can get one at Home Depot, Lowe's, wherever, somewhere that's cold. Okay. Or you can go hillbilly-ish. This is what we used to do. We used to drive to the mountains, get a bunch of snow into a pickup truck, drive it all the way down. We'd have about half as much snow as we had when we filled it up. But then just have a mobile snowball fight where kids can like actually get snowballs and like throw them at each other. Yeah. You can, uh, yeah, just say the, the, obviously the hardest part of that is to get the snow, get the supplies. But, uh, damn, you're on a roll right now. I don't, I, I don't know why. I just, I'm, I'm staring at a teepee right now in this parking lot, and it's got this beautiful orange light, this industrial light that's shining out on me. And I'm just, you know, I'm getting inspired, dude. I, I love side hustles. I'm so energetic about people like going out and trying to make some money. And, um, I don't know. Like, I, I just think it's kind of cool. Um, Another, I mean, I don't know it. I don't know. I just, I don't know why I have these ideas. I don't know why now. I don't know why they just popped into my head, but I'm, I'm, I'm eager to share them with the world because I think people could make, especially people in the lower middle class, lower class. Like I really think that, you know, to transform, you know, a Christmas to transform any holiday, you just gotta, you just gotta take a little risk and you gotta be able to like, go do some shit. You know what I mean? I met this family uh, a couple days ago, and they've been living in a 1987 RV. They moved from Minnesota to Arizona, and they've had, like, horrible, horrible luck. And it's probably due to them. But it, I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, my God, like, what could these people do to make, you know, three or $4,000? And just all these ideas were popping up in my head. And it, it just I hope I, I, I hope I inspire someone to take some action to be able to go out and – better themselves and better like their family because there's so many opportunities out there and it's just a matter of not feeling bad about your situation not you know not being a victim not having bad luck but making your own luck i mean you'd be shocked on what a little facebook marketplace ad would do and you don't have to be an ad it could just be in the yard sale site or your local neighborhood site or your next door or whatever site you use that you you know you report barking dogs about you know it's just you know it's one of those things that like i think I think people can really transform their life in a matter of a season and make it, you know, and kind of open their eyes to some of these side hustles to, you know, transform their kid's life or, you know, their parent's life or whoever's life, you know, to be able to give a meal to someone or, you know, whatever it is. And maybe we'll talk about some charitable events that we could do uh, here in the coming weeks. But that's here nor there. Um, Nate, what's what's the most important part at this point in the po- point in time in the podcast? I mean, obviously liking, sharing, subscribing, leaving a review, uh, but definitely sharing because if you know someone that might want to have some of these ideas, uh, yeah, share the show with them because we, we're going to keep having more and more ideas. JC, I know, is going to come up with more stuff that, that you can do, and we'll, we're here to inspire, motivate, get people to take some action. So please like, share, subscribe, leave a review. All that stuff helps us grow our show, uh, which we're trying to do. We're going we're gonna to be... We, we, we figured or we have, you know, we're already in a top 1% podcast, but we, we want to get in that half percent, that quarter percent. We're trying to, we're trying to grow to, to even more than that. So uh, please help us out so we can help you out. Dude, isn't that shocking, those stats? To be in the oh, top yeah. 1% is all you got to do is produce 20 more podcasts than anyone else. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, but it's so true. Like, you know, most people only start out with a couple episodes and they stop. So, you know, we're, we're, gosh, we're probably, you know, top half percent as it is so dude it uh one of our one of our, our most recent youtube video uh with our adventures three channel so we've produced i think 80 videos i want to say 80 videos in a year it just passed a year and we produce 80 videos so what are, i don't know what is that there's 52 weeks in a year so it's almost one and a half one almost two videos a week one and a half videos a week and um do we had one of our videos, our last week's video go crazy. And it's, it's the video of like everything breaking in our RV and like me dumping our own shit on the floor. And, you know, and it was, it was just crazy. It was just nonsense. It was anyways, it got over like 2000 views and it's gotten like 20 comments. And it's so like inspiring to hear people's like 
shit talking. You know what I mean? Like it's, I was, I was energized by about it. And I was thinking about, you know, with the, with our podcast, I was like, God, I want to be able to answer some chirpy comments. I enjoy it. Like it, one, one lady today, you know, cause I accidentally dumped our black water on the ground, which I shared in, you know, a couple of podcasts ago. And, um, she, she writes in the comments, she goes, you're never allowed to dump any waste on the ground ever. So, and I, and I was thinking about it, I'm like, I could either go really angry or just kind of like lean into the negativity and just kind of, kind of soften the blow and, and make her a, make her a fan. Cause I, I remember this one quote from Gary Vaynerchuk. He goes, if someone takes enough time out of their day to watch your video and leave a comment, even if it's good or bad, that person like has, they've dedicated some time to whatever you've produced. Like you need to kind of like cherish that. And I, I was thinking about that. So I, I chirped back at her and I was, I was either going to go to the like super negative way. Like, oh yeah, because you know, before we had running water and toilets, you know, where else did you go? You know? And I was like, ah, it's kind of negative. And instead I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Like I pulled the wrong plug and it was a horrible mistake. And I, it's something that hopefully I learned from. And hopefully me sharing the experience is going to help prevent this, you know, happening with anyone else with an RV when they first buy it. And sure enough, she didn't respond. And I was I was wondering if I if I'd have posted the negative one, I probably would have gotten a shirt back. But it's just it's one of those things that like, especially with this podcast, like we really appreciate, you know, the the comments and subscribing and sharing the podcast because I think there's some there's some knowledge here that Nate and I have 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 you know gained through some of our pain, and uh, you know it's good to know that people you know want to continue to hear more. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and yeah, I've had negative comments on some of my YouTube videos, and it is what it is. It's it's, uh, but yeah, I just I always like it and respond. You know, I usually try to respond positive to positively because it's right, right? Like, hey, they took the time to leave a comment on my video. That's awesome. Whether it's good or bad, so. Um, dude, dude yeah. we, we got these comments so you remember so when we went to thailand we went to this tiger place right so it's this place that has tigers and they essentially breed tigers to get tourists there and like there's only like so many tigers in thailand and part of their reasoning is like listen like these tigers are gonna die like it, it's an overpopulated country like these tigers have no room and they just kill people they're fucking land sharks that's what they are they're great whites but they're on land and they are fucking 800 pounds and they're cats and they're and they're vicious and some dude chirped at me he's like you're such an idiot like this is so inhumane like you're why would you subject your son to this like i can't believe you would do this like this is the horriblest video ever and i'm like yeah you still watched it like still got you to click like it's the most popular search term on our channel like calm down it uh it just cracked me up because some of the negativity can discourage people, but if you you've kind of turned that negativity into a positive, it's it's actually hilarious. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, and like I said, it's it's even though they're being negative, they take the time to leave that and watch your videos. So uh, you gotta you to cherish those people. Absolutely. So until next time, take some action. Cheers, brother. All right, have a good one. It's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. Put in the work. Put in the hours. And take what's ours.